Welcome to the Innovate Be the Change podcast. We believe every neighborhood deserves a Jesus-centered, disciple-making peace presence. Change is a constant we all encounter, whether culture, global realities, neighborhood context, or even within our own households. Change invites us to pause, to listen for the voice of God. Innovate Be the Change podcast is a place to share insights and stories from disciples, leaders, followers of Jesus, responding to what they feel God is saying, and how we might take courageous steps to respond. For today's episode, I'm pleased to welcome my mentor and dear friend, Brian Bauman. Brian recently retired following 16 years of leading the mission office of Mennonite Church Eastern Canada. Brian has also worked as a pastor, a co-pastor, a church planter in California, a conference minister, and even spent several years working in real estate. Let's jump into my conversation with Brian. I'm still trying to figure out how relationships work in the midst of pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, um, when, I, when I think about my grandkids and, and, and wanting to be someone um, significant and important in their life, not, not, not their father, not, not their parent, but to, to be a, a grandfather that knows them, that uh, encourages them, um, and they feel loved by, by me. Um, figuring out how to do that. Yeah, I, I don't think I've done a great job of that, I, I, but I don't, I don't know how to change it, you know? Uh, when, when, when I heard, when um, south, south of the border, when, when I heard that Joe Biden, you know, called his grandchildren uh, once a day, I, I, I had this flash of, oh, maybe that's what I should do. And I thought better. I thought, no, that would just creep my grandchildren out. <laughs> just, they, they said, what? Who? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll... Uh, that one, that one I'll continue to struggle with for, for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but now looking forward, what, what do you see as sort of the opportunities and the challenges that are facing the church moving forward? The, remember that, I mean, the, the, the name of this podcast is Innovate, Be the Change, right? So, yeah, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking for where, where, <laughs> where are the change elements. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be upfront with you on that, but, okay. but, I, what, I, but what are I, the opportunities I, and challenges? I love, I love the church just the way it is, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, um, uh, okay. I would say that for, and, I, and I, I'm coming at this from a, 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 a denominational perspective, not, not a, any given one congregation. Uh, if you're a denomination that um, doesn't have a, a, a growing number of churches that are not Caucasian. Uh, I I I worry for 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 you. I wor wor worry for the, for for those denominations because um, I I my hunch is that the future of the Canadian Church probably doesn't look 
white and male. And that's, that's, that, that's, that's going to be a difficult and challenging uh, transition, a difficult and challenging opportunity for denominations large and small. Um, that notion of uh, big, big tent, and yet still finding reason and cause to be together, to say this is this is who we are um, as a multicultural or or intercultural church. <clears throat> I, I I honestly believe that's that's. The future, whether that's five years from now or fifty years from now, is that I don't know. But I think that's going, that's going to be the makeup of the Canadian Church. But I'm but I'm wondering what what gifts do you see coming from that global church reality? That the fact that the that the globe has come to us, that the church that the lessons of the global church are landing on our doorstep. So what gifts do you see coming from the global church? And then also with that, what obstacles do you see, do you, do you sense we'll face when we truly step into that intercultural space? The, the, theologically, um, how, how I see God, so I, I, I'm going to own this statement. I, I, I recognize that, that how I saw God uh, was um, was the stereotypical uh, white wise man, and who was fluent in English, and I knew could understand other languages, but I was, you know, it, and it's not that I ever, you know. <laughs> Thought, thought this through it was just it just it was just there um god spoke english and being part of a, a of a multicultural society and a multicultural church helped me to realize that i had created an idol in my own mind mm -hmm. that the god i was worshiping was uh, was was in as far as image came, goes was false right i, I you know i <laughs> i i hadn't carved a, a, an a, an idol or 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 poured gold and and molded an idol but but i was worshiping a false image of god nonetheless and these say that that concerned me and Having relationships with uh, black and, and, and brown uh, people helped me to realize that, oh, God isn't white. Mm -hmm. God isn't brown. God isn't black. God, God is not about what color are you. Um, uh, God isn't about um, worshiping in English. Um, you know, just and 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 the list is kind of endless, and I won't try to name 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 all of those things. So to 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 give me, uh, so those those other churches coming from other places, uh, the gift, one of the gifts to me 
was to help me to recognize that my God was that I had was worshiping was incredibly small mm-hmm. and needed to grow. Uh, I needed to let God out of that false image box. So I'm still working at that because, <laughs> um, because that that's how I grew up, and it, it's just uh, it's a little disturbing just to know how much that is really imprinted on my mind. But I I, I can I continue to work at that. Uh, um, I, well, I, I suspect even just just having relationships that are not Caucasian uh, to 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 intentionally push yourself outside of the echo chamber that we all create for ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, where we're attracted to people who look like us, think like us, talk like us. Right. Uh, so deliberately to go out and create relationships, have relationships with others uh, I, I think is it could be significant yeah. I think I think the age we live in and the, the if anything the, the pandemic has has heightened this is the attraction that we all have and I don't care if you're you're uh, white black or brown to 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 live in an echo chamber where what I think is and how I think is constantly and consistently being uh, undergirded uh, because I keep hearing the same thing. I keep seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think living in an echo chamber is hazardous to one's um, health, whether it be mental, spiritual, or emotional health. That's... Uh, the 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 insurrection, and by calling it an insurrection, you know which side of the political spectrum I'm, I'm on. Uh, my apologies for that. Um, but the insurrection south of the border uh, was was the result of, of of echo chambers. It wasn't just one echo chamber. There was a conglomerate of uh, of echo chambers that that came together in in that moment. Mm-hmm. And and it, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. And so, and so in church, when we live in echo chambers, it it so easily becomes an, an us versus them right. conversation right. and 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 worldview. Being part of a big tent. Uh, um, well, first of all, it's hugely challenging. Yeah. And what I think it forces all of us to do is to, to figure out, okay, what is my faith in a nutshell? Yeah. You know, to, to boil it down to its, to its essence. Um, and that what, what holds the big tent together or what holds the big tent up is the ability to have relationships. It's about being brothers and sisters. It's not about your, first and foremost, <laughs> uh, it's not about your theology. Right. It's not about your worship style. Um, first and foremost is, do I have a relationship with you? 
Can I, can I see you and recognize, oh, you are my brother. Uh, you are my sister. <clears throat> uh, that, that, that classic uh, passage, I see Christ in you. And you're not lesser than I am. You're not greater than I am. <laughs> uh, we are on this even plane. Right. And I think definitely within that is how does the church speak to, uh, speak alongside, um, work together with, and, 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 uh, and offer its, its voice to or, or alongside things like the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, and, and how, how do we respond? And, and I'm, and I'm naming that, I'm naming that because it's, I mean, we're two white guys. Um, we've already said you're retired. So that means you're, you're North of 60. I'm, I'm, uh, scraping up on the edge of 50. Uh, we are, are, um, in an, we're in an environment, in a, in a cultural setting where, uh, as we've already named, we're, we're, um, rubbing shoulders with, with global sisters and brothers who are identifying themselves as Canadian as well, just as well as we do. I mean, we are, mm -hmm. we are Canadian together. Uh, and it's, and it's within that space that we're called to, to respond in a very different way. And I, and I, I remember um, being in a conversation with you and some other leaders uh, several months back where, uh, where we both heard some pretty challenging pushback from some of our our black uh, brothers and sisters yeah. who um, yeah. who challenged us to think about what our response is uh, and and where where we as a church take a stand um, in in particularly in regards to black lives matter and I'm just wondering if you have reflection on on what you've heard there and and how that's begun to shape you it's an ongoing journey uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 66 going on 67. Um, I wish that I had, uh, I, I arrived, you know, but, um, but Norm, just, just this very week, just, just a couple of days ago in a conversation with, with my son, um, uh, I, I said, um, we were having a conversation about, um, Myanmar, um, uh, and I said, I, I don't remember her name. And, 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 and he says, dad, I, I, I just need to, to stop, stop you. Um, and remind you how that sounds as, as a white male when you have the privilege of, of, of uh, speaking to the topic, but Aung San Suu Kyi mm -hmm. has been around and been in the news for a long time. There's no reason for you not to remember her name. And I just went, oh crap, you know? You're, I mean, he was right. Mm -hmm. um, but it just, that, that there was that initial sense of, oh, I've got so far to go. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I, 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 
I, I don't have a relationship with Black Lives Matter as an organization. Right. Um, and, you know, wh wh whether I sh should or, or not, I, I honestly don't know. But one, 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 here, one, of the, one of the things that Nancy and I have, have chosen to do, um, and, and, we, and we talked with our kids be, before we, we made our final decision. Um, but in the large scheme of things, uh, Nancy and I are relatively wealthy. Yes, we work for the church all our lives, but um, we, we, we have money. Um, we, uh, we enter into retirement comfortably. So what, what would it look like? How would it work if we said, well, we know young uh, uh, black families. We have relationships with young black households that um, know generational poverty, which, which I don't know. I, I know generational wealth. Um, I, in part, I'm wealthy, not because of the work I've done, but because of the inheritance I've received. Mm -hmm. Financial inheritance. So what would, it, what would it mean? What would it look like if, if we went to, to those households and said, um, here's the relationship that we want to have with you. We, we want to help you financially, not, not so that you'll be dependent upon us, but so that you can continue to uh, journey out of uh, generational poverty, which, which the households are striving to do with, with, without, without any help from me and uh, any help from or, or guidance from us. The, 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 the level of gratitude and the intensity of that gratitude uh, from those households, Norm, is, I, I, I wasn't expecting. It, it's, it's, at first it was just, it was a little overwhelming. Um, but that's, that's, that, that's one small thing that, that Nancy and I have chosen to do. And I, I would extend the invitation to, to other uh, wealthy households um, to consider uh, directing uh, the inheritance that your children are, are going to receive and they likely don't need all of it. Uh, and, and yes, we, we, we do give to organizations, but, they, but there is you know, like charitable organizations, but there is, there is something about um, having that one-on-one that -on -one relationship mm -hmm. that, that I'm getting to know children, tykes, toddlers, and they're getting to know me that simply giving to an organization doesn't, doesn't allow. Um, it's, it's, it, comes that back, it comes back to where, where I think we started in that, that incredible importance of relationship and, and how the, 
the personal connections, the opportunity to be around a table together, the the opportunity to be yeah. it, the, a part of each other's lives uh, in in ways in which the children, like you said, the tykes and the toddlers are getting to know your name and they're getting yeah. to know how Grandpa Brian works or however yeah. whatever they're calling you, right? It's it's they're 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 so young they 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 haven't gotten the name they haven't gotten that stage of well, what do we call this guy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, whether they call you Uncle Brian or whatever they, they eventually call you, it's it's the fact that that there is a relationship, that there is something that that both you and these kids can point to as saying that that crosses it crosses boundaries that that are that our culture that as you said before, the echo chambers that that we create for ourselves uh, often reinforce. And it crosses those boundaries and says that yeah. there's there's actually a different way to do this. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. that's not that. And and I'm sure you'd be the first to say it's not that you've got this all figured out that, that you've oh. got it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not even close. Yeah. Um, but well, to to turn this on a on a very theological axis, I want to engage you with a, a passage of scripture from Matthew 16. In, in verses two and three, where Jesus challenges ah. religious leaders with a, a pretty strong rebuke. And yeah, and yeah. It's, um, you know, Jesus says, so when evening comes, you say it will be fair weather the, for the sky is red and in the morning. Well, t today it will be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. So you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you can't interpret the signs of the times. So, so just, I'm just curious, Brian, I mean, if, if, if the question is presented to you, what is God saying to you about the signs of the times? This is the, this is the chance to exercise all of the prophetic muscles that you've got. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, exercising those prophetic muscles is a, is a lot easier when you uh, don't have to write it down or, or it's being not being, and it's not being recorded in any way, shape, or form, then one can always deny and say, oh, that's not what I said, or that's not what I meant. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, first of all, I, 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 I want to approach this with as much humility as I can muster. Uh, and uh, uh, Augustine, I, um, that, that early, early church father, when, when, and th this is a very loose quote um, in his understanding of the the first verse of John's Gospel, when when the the author of John is beginning to describe and define who is the Christ. And Augustine's words I find helpful in in response to this question. If you think you understand the first verse of the Gospel of John, um, it's likely not of God. Amen. <laughs> In other words, you've likely got it wrong. Yeah. Um, and so from, from that premise, I'll begin to be prophetic. <laughs> right. Um, fair. I, I, totally I, fair. I, I, I think um, the prophetic voice has got to be wrapped in a ton of humility. Uh, have to be, well, I'm going to say this, but I could be wrong. Um, 
I, I, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and I'm not going to say anything new here that, that, that I haven't already said in, in, the, the, in, this, in this conversation. I think there is, um, there needs to be that ability to, 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 to build relationships. Um, relationships uh, that are challenge me as, as a Christ follower. Um, where, where, where candle lies, I don't know of any other country, and that doesn't mean there aren't any, it's just uh, none come to mind in, in, in this conversation, who takes in as uh, a percentage-wise takes in as many um, immigrants as as we do as a nation, and and we need to and we do that for for our, for the nation's own well-being uh, because the nation is growing older, uh, of which of which I I'm an example, and there is a constant need to to push the the age of the nation uh, younger. Right. So for the rest of my lifetime, I think immigration is, is, going, is going to continue, is uh, going to shape uh, Canadian culture and Canadian society, which just leads back to if, if Caucasian Canadians continue to, to live in the, the echo chamber, in their, uh, the echo chamber of their choosing, and um, it's not going to end well. Um, it, 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 it just isn't. If we don't find the courage and the, the uh, creativity to confess and to lament, <clears throat> and, and, and Caucasian Canadians need to find that courage and creativity without getting bogged down by uh, guilt, mm -hmm. you know, which and I'm not even sure that statement makes sense. But if our motivation becomes guilt, uh, guilt's a very poor motivator and it's going to be short-lived. Right. So, Change has to happen. And I personally don't know how to effect change, lasting change, other than via relationship. And I'm beginning to sound like a broken record here, Norm. Um, but that, 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 that has to be uh, at, at the center. Well, and I, and I think you've, you've highlighted some of that uh, in, in recognizing that that the like as you said before the the need the need in Canada from a political perspective for us to continue immigration from an economic perspective is mm -hmm. is there I mean that that um, that will be prevalent for a long time to come just simply the fact that we are an aging population and we need to have uh, need to have a workforce right and and um, but that that seems like such a utilitarian response to 
to something that I really think God is doing that, that, that God has brought, God has brought the, the global reality to our doorstep in order to challenge who we are in order to challenge uh, who, who we perceive ourselves to be. And, um, and I, and I'm thinking of that particularly from a, from a church reality uh, of saying that, you know, we've, we've come to a place where, where, I mean, maybe this is a bit too harsh, but I've, I've been accused of that before that, that maybe we've come to a place where we, we hear Augustine's response to, to uh, that first line in the, the book of John and say, well, Augustine, we've, we've evolved beyond you and we understand, <laughs> and, and we understand what John meant. Right. And, and we, we understand how God works and how God moves. And I, and I think the, welcoming that continuing to welcome that global church voice into our midst chips away at that and says, well, actually God is, is far bigger, uh, far more majestic, far more uh, honor worthy, uh, far more loving, um, far more attentive to our daily needs, far more concerned about relationship, far more concerned about hospitality than we ever thought possible. And that, that every encounter that we have with, uh, with our immigrant sisters and brothers, with new Canadians, with those relationships that begin to impact our lives, every, every one of those conversations, every one of those relationships that begins to, 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 to shape who we are, so they're they're no longer simply a relationship in passing, but but become a relationship that is intimately connected to who we are. Uh, and, and I mean, you mentioned uh, Myanmar and and Aung San Suu Kyi, and 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 just just over the past year to see the the military crackdown in Myanmar, and then earlier uh, to to see the violence in Ethiopia and how that impacted our brothers and sisters here impacted friends of mine here how that mm -hmm. that that shaped the way that i pray it it shaped the way i i respond it it created far more of a of a of a note of advocacy within me that i began to speak out on behalf of myanmar or speak out on behalf of the situation in ethiopia began to advocate with the government to say look we need to do something to help these these people because these are our sisters and brothers they're no longer simply yeah. Yeah. it's no longer simply a news story it's um, not a headline we, we we don't see the headline anymore we see our friends we see people who we have done far more than share a cup of coffee with. We've we've shared life together. We've uh, we've cried together. We've laughed together. We've we've traveled. To, we've we've <laughs> shared hotel rooms with each other. And how awkward that is, right? And uh, you know all those all those realities of of traveling together and and getting to know yeah. each other at a level that that you simply don't um, if we don't take the time to be in truly transformative relationship together so i think that's that's critical for me and i i appreciate the way you've you've hammered that home today um just how important it is for us to be in relationship thanks for tuning in to today's episode of innovate be the change podcast if you enjoyed today's episode leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends 
Do you know of someone who should be interviewed for a future episode of the Innovate Be The Change podcast? Let us know by emailing info at innovatebethechange.ca. The views and opinions expressed on the Innovate Be The Change podcast are those of our guests and our host, and may not represent the views of Mennonite Church, Church Eastern Canada or Innovate. Today's episode was produced by me, Norm Dick, as part of the Innovate Network, and our desire to see every neighborhood impacted by a Jesus-centered, disciple-making peace presence.